Welcome back to the 34 Podcast. I'd like to thank you again for joining me and my co-host, Raptor. Hello, once again. For our first topic today, we're going to talk about the Nuggets. Today, the Nuggets played the Wizards in a very close contest. In this game, the Nuggets chose to go with a new lineup. They inserted the young Bobo into their lineup while also running four other bigs. In this lineup was Jokic at point. Power forward Jaron Grant was now moved to the shooting guard position. Paul Millsap was at the four and Miles Plumley at the center. And Bobo, of course, was in the starting lineup, but at 7-2, they decided to put him in at small forward. As I stated on last podcast, one of my beliefs is that Denver's key to future success is surrounded by Bobo and, of course, Jokic. And the rookie showed that he was ready by posting a double-double. I mean, it was against the Wizards, but it was 16 (laughs) points, 10 rebounds, and 6 blocks. The performance outshined the Wizards rookie Hashimura, and it felt as though Bobo had played several NBA games at this point, despite it being his first. So does this addition further the Nuggets' playoff chances? See, for me, like the point that you just made about him appearing to almost seem like he's played in the the league before, it's almost true. Like, he looked extremely comfortable out there on the court. He seemed like he knew what he was doing. The movement was good. The speed was good. That's why I think the small forward isn't even a stretch for him. Nah, he's got guard-like handles. And Jokic, with his weight loss, I didn't really see a lot of him in the highlights, but I'm sure he's a lot faster. Yeah. Obviously, his height. So, you know, honestly, like, I'm not saying this is going to be like a, like, when they're really playing for the chips type of thing, that they're going to use him as a point guard, but they could. They honestly could. Well, Jamal Murray was out today. That helped uh, yeah. lineup change, and it's just a it's just a warm up game. I I forget what they call it, but it's a warm up game more or less. And the scrimmage. Yeah, but Bobo just he looked good. He led the team. I mean, I think he had as many points as Jokic, and he had the rebounds. And he just he was down low. He had one play that surprised me so much. He missed a layup, a floater, and he wa- he got the before, I don't know if he jumped and went back up, but he put the ball right back in with a dunk right off his own rebound. And he just, he looked good. He was just, he was, he was hooping See, today. I'd like this. Right? Yeah. The fact that he can do that. Yeah. I, I want to see it against a better team. I mean, the, the Wizards are down on a lot of people. I think they still got a good chance to make the playoffs, but that's because of the Nets being so weak. But. I yeah. don't. They didn't really have anybody that was could hold Bobo. I gotta. I want to see him against a better, better system than what the Wizards play. But that was really good today. It was. It was a surprise to me. It was a surprise to me to see him even play. I didn't think they were gonna pull him out of the G League until next season. But I think well, they should. Sent me that lineup. I'm not gonna lie. And like, I mean. IRL versus a virtual rolls a day thing, but the first thing I thought of was that two UK cheese. Yeah, they like the height. They were literally playing five bigs, which is weird. You don't know, see that. It must have worked because I know it was the Wizards, but it didn't seem to really affect them at all. I know it was the Wizards, but but they they definitely want Murray back in the lineup though, and they might have to move move it around a little bit. But I'd take I'd take Giant Grant or Millsap. I mean, even Millsap could play the two, and you could do maybe that. But yeah, they've got a, they can move it around a lot. They still got to fit Michael Porter Jr. in there somewhere because I think he could either be six man or start. So. I don't know. Yeah. 
I see this, especially with Bobo out there. That's going to be fun if they play Rockets first round because I want Bobo's going to have a fun time at 7 2 against little 6 7 PJ Tucker. No offense to him that they put him in that position. But Bobo is still going to have fun with that. Yeah, with that advantage. Yeah, that's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I hope this isn't just a one-time thing which with the numbers you put up if it is, it's stupid for them to not use him. I thought he should have been in in January, not now, but I mean, it's good that he's in now, but if Maybe they he used that as like a push. Like, oh, they didn't want to put me in then, like let me go off now. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he does cuz I really I've wanted to see him since high school him and Sharif O'Neal when they played uh I don't know if it was AAU or what they played together with I think it was AAU but they were going off that's a duo if Denver can snag O'Neal next year I'd be ready with that I don't think they can or no it'll be two years whenever O'Neal gets in the gym so entertaining Sharif and Bobo I don't see it happening, but it would be nice. I mean, if Denver keeps, like, kind of being iffy with minutes with Bobo, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't leave, but I think Denver is going to start using him more and more, so that won't be an issue. With the whole Bobo thing, I think it's going to work out for them. I think they should put him in there, even if it's off the bench. I don't think it will be, because I think it would honestly be stupid of them not to put that type of height in the starting lineup. Yeah, that three spot's a good spot for him. Yeah. And, like, he's not, like, even though his height, you're like, oh, he's probably slow. He's he's mobile. He, he can move. Well, usually rookie's problem is defense, and he had six blocks today. That's usually what keeps a rookie on the bench is defense, and he's and, not going to have that issue. Sure you recall this, but were a lot of his boards defensive or offensive? I don't I don't remember any of them being offensive, so they're mostly on the defensive end. So at least that's what hit the highlights. Out, or at least the height or the box out skills. So that's more stuff that he's good at. So well, I it's less that. box out, more just his long arms. He's got arms like his dad, not quite, but he's like, I don't, his dad was good, but like he's better because his offensive skill set is more, it's close to today's yeah. game because he could stretch the floor. He hit two, he went two for eight from three which isn't the best but that can be worked on and maybe he was having an off day i don't know but i would rather have like i know you have to be an all-around player but i would rather have the numbers he put up today rather than being perfect from three but not playing any defense that's just me yeah you gotta defense will keep you on the floor he's just gotta if he can focus on the defense the rest will follow in the last few hours, it came out that the L.A. Dodgers and right fielder Mookie Betts have agreed to a 13-year deal totaling $380 million. This means that the 27-year-old is locked into a Dodgers uniform until he turns 40. Is this a good move for the former champion? I think it is because with, with him and the Dodgers, and, and it's a 12-year. Well, I just for saw him. 13 on Instagram. That's my bad if it's okay, not. Fine. That's good. But I think it is a good deal for him. Because, I mean, it locks them up in a good franchise because they got Turner, they got Price. And yeah. that team, in, in my opinion, is they got robbed of last year and the year before. Right. I think they should be at least a one-time or maybe two-time in the last two years. The addition of Mook, and now you're extending his contract through 2032 is what I read. I think that's good for him, and I think that's good for the team because him, he's a solid right fielder. He's got the movement and, like, the skills. He is a top player in the league, and I'm looking here. 
and I'm seeing runs scored, he is number one above guys like Devers. Yeah, Acuna. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one right there to me. And fast also, so he can get to those spots either on the bags or in the field. Then he's got his doubles, and that's something he did extremely well last year was hit the double. Like, it might say he's not top ten, but he's incredible when it comes to the hitting and stuff like that. He's also a good teammate because he's got yeah. – he was fifth in sacrifice flies. I mean, he's tied with four other people with nine, but that's still pretty that's good. Dead. That's still, like, top ten in the league yeah. if you if you kill by players. But Yeah. Sure. I mean, he's he's willing to he's willing to do what it takes to win. It's just that he's the Red Sox lost Big Poppy, and they weren't really in the position to win after that. And then you see here his his accomplishment. He's a World Series champion in 2018. He's an AL MVP in that same year. Yeah. Four time star, three time Silver Slugger, four time Gold Glove, All MLB Second Team, Wilson Defensive Player of the Year award, which well-deserved, because if I'm thinking back to 2016, there wasn't a ball that hit the ground that was near him. Now that you're talking about that, why is he only going to be the 14th best played player in the league if he's doing all this? I don't get how he's not getting paid more, really, if you think about it. I don't know if that's the, like, the position that the Dodgers are in, like, financially, or I don't know if people overshadow him because well, they're paying Price and Kernshaw both 30-plus, so, I, I mean, I guess they're probably looking at the cap right now. If they sign too many people too high, this makes basically 90 mil going to three players. I don't know what their cap is, but... I mean, the thing about the Dodgers is that they have so much of that, like, extra yeah. room that they can do this with guys like Betts, and then they can also have, like, guys like Kershaw and price yeah i don't i think it's just a matter of being able to make it work that's what makes the cowboys so good in uh football because they got the big cap because of what they do but yeah for sure and then like you see the hit for the cycle is a big thing because that that means you hit a single a double a triple and a homer which for me is just like a sign of a elite elite player the fact that he can do everything not just hit a single or a double, he can do. Yeah, he's, he can do it all. Was, yeah, and he's he's a really good. I mean, he plays right field, but you told me earlier he can play any position. Yeah, and that's like kind of what goes with what you just said about him being able to do everything. Is that he can play right field? He's played center in Boston. He's played left field effectively, but he's brought up and drafted as a right fielder. But I mean, he's he's versatile. He can hit. He can run. He's he's just. To, to me, he's worth that price, what they paid him in the years and all that. Yeah. They've actually, their cap, they've still got $22 million in cap space at this point. They're, they can, their total payroll can be $208 million, so they've still got a little cap room. Oh, they've still got some moves. That actually, well, this is a little bit different. I'm looking at an old uh, yeah. salary because they don't have Betts' deal exactly inked in yet. It's still at 27 where it's at. I think, uh, yeah, it's at 29 now, but that's still $20 million they got to work with. They're probably yeah. going to have to pay Bellinger down the road because he's only making 11 a year, and he does a lot for them. He's their home home run hitter, like the 40-plus a year of bombs. It's yeah, they're going to have to pay him eventually. So if you think about it, you add another 
kind of they still they still got ten plus in cap even after you pay Bellinger, so they could still add more people. Yeah, and that's I think everybody wants to come to L.A. because it's a successful franchise. Well, have, they do well. They haven't been able to get it done in the la- in a while, but okay. To be fair, they they should have got it done last year. Just me. Well, yeah. And the year before, let's. Be well, I don't know if they had made it through. Uh, I don't. They had to play the Nats, right? The Nationals. Yeah. I don't. That national team was really good. I mean, that was close. They should have put it over the hump, but that national team was good as well. I mean, you can't Very knock good. them too much. They won the shit. I, mean, so. I wish Detroit had still played Paige Scherzer back in the day, but they didn't. And he went, and now you got two uh, Detroit great pitchers have rings. Whether the Verlanders on the Dodgers is a hundred percent legit, we'll still we still will never know. But yeah, either I mean, way, he's got it. Verlander. I mean, this isn't really related to the Mets situation, but now he has a bad light on him. Like that's a story for another day. But yeah, I same. mean, it's not really his fault because he was no. he was doing the opposite. But he was uh he had no help. He wasn't hearing what the pitches were he was throwing the pitches out i mean yeah and then in other well this just came up on my phone in other baseball news is the toronto blue jays were slated to have their home field in pittsburgh but today a couple hours ago apparently the pennsylvania department of safety said they're not allowed to play there the season starts on friday i don't know what they're gonna do uh, the MLB is probably just going to have to make all their games away games until they can figure something out. I At mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know what they can do. I mean, either way, they're playing away, so you might as well just let them play all away the whole season. Yeah, and then Pennsylvania was like, no, nah, you guys can't play here. It's a safety thing. I don't know. It's That's what makes the NBA different from all the other ones at this point, because even NFL's trying to run where they can play on their own home fields. NBA just said, forget it, and they put it all in a bubble. Everybody's stuck in there. Nobody can go anywhere, but with baseball and football right now, they can just go where they want, so it's a little bit harder to keep safe. And, like, the thing about the NFL and the MLB, right, those are both outdoor sports like i'm sure you can find fields in other places but it's but i mean a lot of stadiums indoor are sports. indoors anyway i mean they put the they don't always play with the roof open yeah but when you think of the nba it's all indoors so that's that, that's a little bit yeah they could have done it at a high school gym as far as that goes they're not going to well, but could have to be honest as long as long as there's a court that's right sized well, yeah, that's the problem with a lot of high school courts, though. But, yeah, I think this is a good move for bets in the future. I think I, this – Dodgers should – I don't know if they will, but they should be able to win a ring sometime in the next five. But if – that's really I, their window. The next two, I'm going to be honest. Could happen. Really, it really could happen. I really do think so. In sports, all teams have humble beginnings, but eventually all graduate towards eventual success, whether it be through the draft or through free agency. This rise to relevance may leave one or more players forever tied to a franchise in people's minds. So what players come to mind when you think of team changers? So for my first one, I'm going to go with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, right? Because those two, we know what they've done. For that franchise, we know. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean those two together. I mean it's not just them. I know because they, they have Gronk and they had Edelman, 
But, I mean, those two alone right there have changed that franchise for the better. And then, like, do you, do you, do you have any opinions on that? Like, on that? Well, no, I think Brady's greatest of all time. We'll see if he can actually put that to the put that to the truth. I mean, he's get he's old, he's forty, but I know. He, he's getting there, but he's still but there. I think he could still do a lot with the Bucks this season. We'll see how much it was with Belichick, but see if Gronk still got one, any in the tank. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think he does. It's Tom Brady. He'll yeah, find yeah. Huh. And then my other one, I think you're gonna like. Vince Carter with the Toronto Raptors. Oh, yeah, the Carter effect on Toronto. Because, like, you brought to my attention, and the more I've kind of thought about it, it's true. The Raptors were never really a look-at-them type of thing until Vince Carter came in. No, the biggest star they had was Damon Stoudemire, and he's not really a... uh, He doesn't really push the curtain, push the envelope for a team. He's okay. Vince Carter put the Raptors on the map, let's be honest here. Yeah, it would. It's really sad that T Mac had to dip like he did because I felt like oh, no. he could have won one back then before they got Kawhi. No, but well, had Kawhi. Um, when he, so like when Vince left, right? I mean that, that's a big hit for them. But I think other players seeing that Vince was there and the success, I think that is help players want to come to Toronto. I'm not saying it's like, destiny. Destination Central for like guys like Greek and other guys like Kawhi. Like Kawhi, I don't think even Juan wanted to go there in the first place, right? Like, am I wrong? I don't think he was really happy. Toronto is just a weird spot. I mean, a lot of guys like the hot climate. That's why Kawhi didn't didn't really want to stay. But well, I mean, no, I mean, his his home is L.A. Well, yeah, but L.A. is also warmer climate. Yes. Obviously, but it's just the way it is. <laughs> if Toronto can hold Nurse there for years, they could have like a Popovich kind of thing going on. He reminds me a lot of Popovich. He's a good defensive coach. He's got a lot of different schemes. He likes ball movement. He's a lot like the Spurs. I like him a lot. And like I'm sure, and like I'm not. It wasn't luck. It was good coaching and good players and good teamwork. But the fact that Nurse won a championship his first year ever. As an NBA coach, like, the respect you have to have for him is insane. I mean, it was kind of, for him to come into that situation and it being a fresh start anyway with Kawhi, it kind of worked out because if it had been, like, Casey had stayed, then he might have been trying to run his own his old system and it would have been different. But Nurse tried to fit it around Kawhi because he knew that's what he had coming and he had to do it with a fresh start anyway, so... Yeah, but when you're talking about Nurse, and he, he used to be on the GA League team, right? And, like, he's coaching against... He's G League overseas, a bunch of places. Yeah. He Some put in his time. Guys, and then now you're coaching against LeBron, Steph, Clay, all those. The fact that he won a first, like, the first year, that's impressive to me. That he went from that to coaching against and having to defend and come up with the schemes to defend those said players is... Yeah, he's got... That, that boxing one he run is somewhat of uh that's a game changer in the future that'll bring in like that's like a high school set that they don't run on the nba level very often yeah i saw a funny little meme the other day and it was nick nurse talking to the press and he had a and he, and he had a hoodie on that said box and one in gold lettering on a black hoodie <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i got i got one for you that most okay. people won't think of but I got Garnett and the Timberwolves 
before he got traded because I was listening to, I guess I listened to SiriusXM NBA radio a lot. It was NBA Today with uh, Termini and I don't know who the other guy is, but they would, um, they talked about how, um, or no, it was before that. It was, I think, Sam Mitchell because he coached the Timberwolves. And he said that KG would get on every player's case when he was there. This was when... um, like Cat and Levine and Wiggins were young, and he would like, he said that Garnett, he would come in at 7:45 for a while, and then eventually he said he started seeing like Levine and Wiggins in there by eight o'clock, and he said by the by halfway through the season you had everybody in there by 8:30 ready to go, and he said it really helped it, that Sam Mitchell or I think it was Sam Mitchell had played with him when he was on Timberwolves the first time, and he said he was always in practice. He never took a day off, and he would just go, 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 pushing everybody to the highest. He said he was always to the front of the line. He pushed the whole team to be better. Yeah, everybody had to match his intensity because if he didn't, he was going to run you off the court. And And, KG's intensity. (laughs) Yeah, KG had the intensity, and he, I mean, he won MVP, and then... uh, Anything is possible. This guy said that he went to, um, when he got traded to Boston, Doc Rivers called him and asked him if KG, why is KG acting like this? He's telling me he doesn't have to act like this because he was just running the players up and down the court and making them work. He's, Doc Rivers thought it was just like an act. He thought he was putting on an act just like it was, like he was faking it just because he wanted to look good with the other guys. No, that's just KG. Sam Mitchell said that's just KG, and he said Doc called him about two months later, and he's like, wow, that's I've never seen anybody do like this. It's crazy. And that's what made him better. A guy like that is just something you can't. He said that without KG going to Boston, Paul Pierce would never be a Hall of Famer. And I agree with that because – Paul, KG pushed Paul Pierce to play better defensively and offensively because that team the year prior before them bringing in Ray Allen and trading for uh, KG was 26 and 50, 50 52 with um there it was Antoine Walker and um yeah. and uh Pierce but when they traded for Garnett it brought Pierce's game up and it brought the whole team up and that's just and he like was a real game changer on the Celtics is the anything is possible you know that yeah he worked he, he just he just kept going and going he's the, I, I think when it comes to the NBA and I could be wrong he is the definition of workhorse yeah I think, in my opinion, yeah. I'm not sure if you agree with. I that, wish but... more people had KG's work ethic. Work ethic. He would. I don't think you'll see a guy like that again. I'm sorry, I just don't uh, think you would. I don't know. Kawhi's a lot like that. Work out. I mean, nah. The low management kind of kills that, but off the court, I think he's a lot like Zion, that. Zion, maybe because we saw what he did. I don't <laughs> really. know. It's but gonna be hard to match a KG level. That's gonna be hard to do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but KG is going to be, he, he, when I think of Timberwolves, I think of him. I mean, maybe Cat will take that over someday, but right now Cat just doesn't have the push. But whenever I think, yeah, I think of KG too. And I'm not sure if I'm like making this image up in my head, but I think of like that one picture where it's like kind of looking up at him and he's like yelling. Uh, Yeah, KG yelling. Yeah. Yeah. 
I got another one. I got, it's back to football. I mean, it didn't really do much, but when I think of that team, I think of Barry Sanders and the Lions. Because even though they didn't win, Barry Sanders was the only team that kept that team where people wanted to watch. Because that team, all they could do was run. And he just, that one season, I think he ran that thousand plus season. And then I think the next year he retired or something. But he was just going off. But the problem was Detroit never had anything to go around him. But when I think of the Lions, I just think of Barry Sanders juking everybody. And like with that type of thing, you kind of wish that he did more. Like, okay, well, not him, sorry. He did all he could do. Well, I wish we had Barry Sanders right now with Stafford. Well, with Stafford a couple years ago, he's starting to get a little injury prone. It's scaring me, but... Yeah. But, um... Yeah, him and Stafford and Megatron would have been hard to stop. Because, that would have been, yeah. That but been that can go for any team. You say bring the best piece from every time. So, yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, going to stay in Detroit. I'm going to put Isaiah Thomas, 80s Isaiah Thomas, not the short one now, the short one for back the then. But I got Zeke because before they drafted Zeke in 81, they had moved from Fort Wayne to Detroit and played in played in the well, they were at the Silverdome then, but before they were down at Cobo, they didn't even have a full court most of the time. They had a movable court and it was just not their arena. And what Zeke did, he started. They bought Zeke in. A couple years later they got Lambeer, they got Rodman, they got they drafted Rodman, they drafted Sally, they drafted Edwards. But it all started with that core of Isaiah getting them to more of a position where they could put pieces around him. And it brought them to that point where they were the bad boys. And Isaiah was a dog. Isaiah was a dog. <laughs> Isaiah was, I mean, he could do a lot. He was... Uh, Rodman, we know him. He's just Rodman. He's well, that was young Rodman. Rodman was, that was probably the most stable he ever was <laughs> back then. But he did, he was good. He won the defensive player of the year with them but yeah Isaiah really changed that team because they were bottom feeders for the good part of I don't they they started in the 50s and from the 50s until the 80s they were bottom feeders they they do they did have the first thousand point score in one season the first person ever scored a thousand a season but that was about it before that they were garbage yeah but I mean it's for that time, it was a really big changer for them. So, you yeah. can always thank Isaiah for that or Zeke for that, you know? So Yeah. Uh, who else you got? Um, I mean, when I'm thinking a team, like players that change a team, I'm trying to think here. and like You it's can't more think of, a, of one? I got a big one. No, it's a mod. Okay, well then go with yours first. And see if you're thinking of Michael this. Jordan. Anybody who watched The Last Dance saw how bad that Bulls team was before he okay, showed true. up. They were awful. They, I mean, the best they had was Artis Gilmore, who was very good in the ABA, but by the time he hit NBA, was kind of weak. Could the same thing go for the Bucks and Giannis then? I guess, yeah. But it didn't really like put the team on the map because they'd already had the Kareem saga before. I'm talking okay. like players who put team on the map. But. The Bucks went from being on the map to kind of being e to woo. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, it's a forty-year thing. I mean, if we include that, we got to include Steph and the Warriors. I mean, yeah, you do that. You can you can also. Okay, I mean, maybe 
Mavericks. Dirk on the Mavs. Dirk on the Mavs. Yeah. That, 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 did, did that change that team? Yeah, they were awful. They hadn't had anybody that good since okay, uh, Rolando so, Blackman uh, and Mark Aguirre back in the 80s. They are kind of, they were just okay. So, Dirk changed that around. So, there's a couple of teams. Like, I think, but like, like you said, I, like, mean, I know we're talking about, like. If we talk about Jordan, LeBron, and the Cavs, I mean, he hasn't. Yeah. He didn't stay with them forever, but what he did, he brought. I mean, he eventually brought him a championship. And is 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 LeBron doing the same thing, sort of, for the Lakers? Because the Lakers were total, not good for a while. I don't know. But that's not just LeBron. That's also I don't. Lakers the Lakers never leave the spotlight, so you can't no. really like say that because they go down for a few years. But like when I think of Lakers, it's hard to pick just one single player. Kobe, like Shaq. A, nah, it, I think of Lakers, I think of Showtime, because that's when they really flipped the switch to being, like, I mean, you could she, think, think they've had I, stages. Like, Kobe. I mean, I bet back in the 80s before Magic and them, everybody thought of Mikan with them. And then you got Mikan, the Mikan era, you got the Co- you got the Kareem and Magic and Worthy, and then you had... The and Kobe Shaq, and then you're yeah. Kobe Powell. I mean, that could be his own little saga there. And now you got LeBron and AD. So they kind of always, Lakers always pull stars. Yeah. It's just because of the, sh- like, the Lake show, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just light that's always on that team and always will be, to be honest. I don't think it's ever going to go. No, they got too much of, uh, the city loves them too much for that to happen. Yeah. The. I don't know. I think um, Duncan, Duncan and the Spurs could be one because without the Spurs were kind of mid, middle of the road until Duncan got there and he kind of pushed them over. But I mean, we're kind of getting off of what the real what I really wanted to the talk to be about. I wanted it to be more like towards somebody yeah. who, when you instantly think about the team, somebody put them on the map, which is like with Vince and Jordan. Where another team's like had had past. So going into the Bucks, then could that or could so like? Well, Kareem would have been the original. Yeah, I was gonna say. So then, would it be Kareem who officially made them the first time on the map? Yeah. So let's like so let's exclude Greek or whatever and just be like Kareem did that for the Bucks. Yeah. The same Jordan did that for the Bulls and all of them. Despite the NBA season being postponed, many players have already made their case for the season awards. So who made the best case? Let's start with most improved. Okay, this one's okay. Um, <laughs> this, this is actually a good one because there's a few players. Or, like, there's at least a couple. I, I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, like, Pascal already got his the last year, but I think he got better even more. He got better, that. but not enough to get... Um, yeah. Get into the award talk. I mean, they usually don't. Luca? They usually don't like to. Nah, Luca was already doing this at the end of the season. But this is for the whole season, not just the end of it. Well, yeah, but Luca kind of flattened out. He got injured a little bit. I would not put him in there. I got, I got yeah, one yeah. or two. I got Bam at a bio on the Heat is definitely one of mine because he went from like a role player kind of borderline starter. 
where they I was surprised totally. that they got rid of Hassan for, but now I'm really really happy they did for Miami because he's been getting he's had a he had two games where he had back to back triple doubles, and he's just doing it all. He can bring the ball up now. He really worked on his handle. So yeah, I got I got Bam. Another yeah. one that you can't quite overlook. I don't think it's gonna happen. But Shea Gildas Alexander, under the uh, help with the help of Chris Paul there and OKC, has really moved into uh, possibly if they get rid of Chris Paul, that'll be your starting point guard there for the future. It wouldn't be a bad one. Um, I'm trying to think of my most improved dude. You know, um, neither of those are yours. You got the Van Vliet, maybe. Van Fleet, I got another one. I mean, I'm kind of cheating. I'm looking at a at a cheat sheet right now, but <laughs> yeah, here we go. I got Brandon Ingram because Brandon Ingram went from being where people thought he was gonna just start trending downward to where he gets traded, and all of a sudden becomes the all star and the leader of the team. While uh, the rookie, well, Zion can't. I mean. Yeah, we all know Zion's gonna be the leader in the end, but he's definitely he's definitely gonna have somebody to play off of with Brandon Ingram if they yeah. can, they gotta sign him this year. But I think they well, they give him whatever they want. Play off, but I get what you mean. Because what if you can get Zion driving and kick out to Ingram or one of the shooters off there, that would be really good for them. That's Maybe Hart be- can move into that role of being one of the wing shooters, but I don't know. They might have to bring another better two guard in there, but yeah. I see what, yeah, I get what you, yeah. Okay, let's move on to Coach of the Year. Who you got for Coach of the Year? Oh, um, I think I'm going to go with, well, when we're thinking about, last year it was Boonholzer. Boonholzer, because he did so good with the Bucks in the regular okay. season. Yeah, I mean, he's doing the same thing this year, but it kind of is the They usually but... try to give it to different coaches year yeah, to year. They don't really try to double up. It's... I don't know if it's exactly fair, but it I guess it's fair in some ways, but not in others, because some play, Pop would probably have so many if they did it that Frank way. Vogel? You got Vogel in the Lakers? What? You got, you got Vogel? That's who you got? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he did good, but, I mean, he's kind of got a handicap there with having one of the best players in the league in LeBron and two of the best players in the league. Yeah, but you still have to know how to coach a whole team, not just two players. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I got I got Nurse with the Raptors because I did not. For I me, I didn't think they were that close. Well, it's not biased because he like I thought they were gonna be five through eight, and they're up in the I second thought, or I third. Last year, to be honest, but you know, Boonholzer. He didn't really show his true colors to the playoffs, though. That's why Nurse, I feel like, really came up strong for them. Yeah, I could see Nurse. I think Nurse or Vogel. I mean, if they did do the repeats, it would probably Frank. I mean, no, well, it Boonholzer. Yeah. But they're not. But they don't do repeats. I think so. one people don't talk about enough is Taylor Jenkins and the Grizzlies. That team should be lie. nowhere near where it is. Yeah, not a lot of people know about him, but the way he's just got his system set up for John, Jaron to do their thing, it works for them, and it's got them in position. I don't know if they'll keep it, but they've got a good chance at it now. They got something. They're there, definitely yeah. going to be playing a play-in at the end there to see who's getting in. So that for could be sure. We'll see who, which coach comes, which coach is better. Yeah. But yeah, I got 
My pick is Nurse. My pick is Nurse, no doubt. And I got Vogel with the Lakers, so. Okay, how about defensive player of the year? Bam. You got Bam? <laughs> I got Giannis, dude. I got Giannis when... Well, I well, got Giannis. because he's another category. Uh, well, yeah, but you can win two in one year. Mike Mike, and Hakeem are the other two to do it. Michael okay, Jordan and Okay, then screw that. Then Giannis for defensive, too. Honestly. Well, I think... I think Giannis's block stats are like... I think he averages almost three a game. Plus, you can't really do much against but, him. We all know his length. It's just... I mean, all of this, I mean, I say before the before the postponement, but that's how the voting's going anyway, so you got to think before the postponement. But, but the thing about Giannis is that, like, is he really going to go either? He's, he's not going to go downhill. We can already say that. No, nah, if anything, it'll get better. Yeah, yeah, he's he's averaging this year, he's averaging one block and one steal. I, oh, okay. I, I thought they were higher than that. I swear he had, like, a three block. Uh, this seems off. Maybe I'm not getting the correct numbers here. Let me check real quick. Because people are talking. Um, I thought for sure. I could have sworn Giannis was like a three. I'll check a different one. Type of guy. I'm not gonna lie Um. No, it's one and one. One block, one steal. But yeah, I think. He's really shown. I must do more elsewhere for that to count because I've heard a lot of people talking high on him for that. Let's see what Bam's stats are just to compare. Yeah, Bam's actually averaging 1.3 and 1.2, but I think what Giannis does differently, I think he, I think Giannis is more of a, um, he's just a defensive anchor in the paint where Bam's not exactly their defensive anchor. It's kind of Jimmy Butler. That's why I give the yard nod to Giannis. I think the Bucks are number one in defense. I've heard a lot of people talking about Giannis for the defensive player of the year just because he does a lot for them. Yeah. And that's kind of where I stand on the defensive player of the year. How about rookie of the year now? John Moran. Easy. Nah. I got Zion. I got Zion. I got to ride with Of course, he, of course. He played 13 games, but I mean. He played 13 and John played like what, 60, 70? Yeah, but Zion's stats are way better at that in this and Zion short. Zion's more hyped by everybody. His day, he shoots 50 plus from the field. I think he shot okay, like. Okay, he's only played 15, 13 games. <laughs> he's number. he's averaging like, no, his numbers are better than. Jordan and LeBron's rookie year. Okay, I get that, but in their rookie years, didn't they play more than, like, not even 15 games? Well, yeah, but... Sample size. I don't know. At the, maybe, I mean, if he had played longer, he probably would have had that. But If he played 30, I yeah, think he would have had it. I'm not denying that. I just think it's not enough to really, really say for sure. That's why I think Ja, because he's played the whole season. Yeah. And he's played well. Yeah, he's got them in position to possibly make the playoffs. They're in right now. Yeah. He's he has played really well. I don't he's averaging I think close to I think he's got like fifteen and seven, if not more. Fifteen point seven assists. So yeah, I can see why you would say him, but I'm 
I'm just going I, with sample size here. Like I think the media height might give Zion some votes. I don't know if it'll give him enough. I think he could. If, if he had played more, I think it would have been a bigger battle. Yeah. And like, I think no if the season had never him. got canceled, that may no have been. disrespect to Zion, but I just think he needs to play more than 13 games to really prove himself. I know it's Zion. I know. But. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, now for the big trophy. How about the MVP? Greek, no question. I got Greek, too. I mean, LeBron tried to make a push there at the end, and if the season hadn't got postponed, he may have very well took it. But at this point, the way Giannis, his stats, I mean, his average is like 35 and 13, 35 points, 13 rebounds, and like four assists. If for like thirty minutes, uh, thirty minutes of play time, he doesn't even play more than thirty minutes. And LeBron, and like I, I'm, I'm not sure if you've been watching the bubble highlights at all, but I've been seeing Giannis shooting, and like some of the clips have him like counting out loud how many shots he hit in a row. This man's hitting eight to ten shots from three in a row. Well, like, I know I he was. He's been gradually that. improving it. He has been gradually improving it. He hit like. Uh, he was hitting up around 40% at one point during this season before I, he got I, called. I think it's just a no doubt. I think he's going back to back. I just don't think. And I get it. LeBron fans are probably going to be like, well, you're not even considering him. Yes, we are. But when you put <laughs> Greek stats beside LeBron, <laughs> Greek's yeah. played a lot better than LeBron. I'm sorry. it's just He has. He's played. And the assist is also, I mean – Anybody can throw the ball to AD and get 10 That's assists. I mean, I'm not saying all his shots go to AD, but, I mean, it's pretty uh, easy when you got a guy that's basically, I don't know, Embiid's like a – but he's like a Shaq-like player in this league at the moment. And you can just throw him the ball. He'll go over. He'll shoot. You also got other and guys like, you can pass to. But yeah. you have LeBron. He passes it to AD. And then you have Greek who passes it to a guy who hasn't picked up a ball in three months. Well, Greek's not getting assists. He's getting rebounds. Giannis' big second stat is rebounds, and that's a yeah, hustle he's stat. Yeah, like 15.4 or something. I mean, both is a, both assists and rebounds are an IQ thing because you got to know where the rebounds are coming off and you got to know where to drop a dime. But I just think it's a lot harder to get 13 rebounds a game than it is to get 10 assists in this league, especially with the way the game is high-paced. I mean, you don't me- see people get it, but if you're at that level that that and you have AD or somebody bigger on your team, you should be hitting 10 assists if you're a real playmaker. And Giannis with his length right like that also helps his rebounding but that doesn't take away from the fact that you have to know where the the, the bounce is going but it helps yeah it but helps his size taking, helps taking away from it at all but it does help but i think yeah. the mvp is just flat out greek there's no question i and heard something I'm, I'm not going to be surprised honestly okay maybe i would be i'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest i heard today them talking on NBA radio, no, it was yesterday, that if Giannis wins this year, he has to win the championship. He does. Because if he doesn't win the championship, he's going to be a while before he gets any MVPs because you got to win the championship. And it would really prove the fact if he was to do it 
against LeBron. I don't know if the both will meet. I don't know if Bucks are going to get out of the East because after last year, I thought they were going to get out and they didn't. And I don't know if the Lakers are going to get out because I see multiple people that could give them trouble. I don't know if they'll be able to over, they, sh they have a good chance to overcome it, but I don't know if they will. And like we, we visited this like in, in previous cast, right? Like the favorites. And like I think the Bucks shouldn't have an issue climbing out of the East, and the only team that could give them a fit is the Heat. Heat to Toronto. I mean, we're talking about Nurse's defense. Nurse could probably cook something up. He did it last year. Yeah, but the uh, Ra Raptors don't have Raptors, Raptors but, don't have that extra piece. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, they don't have. But we can still make 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 it work. Like we're, I think. Well, you got I'm OG sure. this year. You got OG. OG have, wasn't there last year. The stats o compared to last year with the record is better right now than it was with Kawhi. Well, that's probably because they passed the ball more. They had to create more of a passive offense than when Kawhi was there because Kawhi can – you can give him the ball up top and he'll make plays for you. But when you don't have a guy like that, you've got to figure out – who, how many plays somebody can give you a game compared to what you have? Like, probably where Kawhi had the ball, you're not going to split that between Lowry, Van Fleet, and maybe Siakam. Yeah, that's true. Because the, the All-Stars are Hall of, are, um, ball dominant players, and they're going to do, they're going to need the ball, but when you lose that, you've got to figure out more of like the 72 Knicks offense where you just pass the ball more or figure out what it's works for you. for them, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I think they're like a couple years off of being big contenders again. I think they've got a couple guys like Terrence Davis and who's the other guy? Van Vliet. Van Vliet. I'm talking about the guys that just came up they signed this year. There was another guy besides Terrence Davis. Johnson. Nah, you ain't, don't even talk about Stanley. I don't want to talk about Stanley after what he did in Detroit. He ain't going to progress on offense. You have him for he defense. Might. Well, we said might for about three years in Detroit, but that didn't happen. Okay, yeah. our system. Our, our, we, we made Kawhi a little bit more offensive. Actually, a lot more offensive. Okay, so maybe Stanley will go from four points a game to eight, but that's hey, not going to get it done. Four points more, and that could be big. Unless he's playing against LeBron, in which he'll just get shut down. But he's not the mark. <clears throat> uh, I don't know when he got he back when the Pistons made the eighth seed. I think it was in 2018-2017 uh, against the Pistons uh, against the Cavs. Stanley Johnson guarded LeBron one game. We lost. He started talking trash, and then LeBron shut him down the whole rest of the series. So he and knows what it feels like. Down the West, though. So think about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. You, if you're hoping Stanley Johnson is your future, you're gonna be hoping for a while, because that's what Detroit did for two years. He's not getting our future. I just think our system can get st stuff going with him a lot better than the Pistons. I'll be honest. Well, yeah, but, I, I don't. But he can be off your bench. You're gonna have to figure out some guy. You guys also got to think of Lowry's replacement in a couple of years. Because, well, you got Fred Van Fleet, but you need an off guard. You need an off guard there. Maybe you guys work well with the G League, so there could be something. Yeah, you also, I mean, as you did trade Valanciunas for Gasol, but I think that's gonna come back to bite you eventually down the road, possibly. Because you're going to have an older Gasol and not have a replacement right away for him.
But when we think about, like, biting us in the butt down the road, and I get it, it's one championship, but our moves got us there, and we're a champion. Yeah, I think you could have done it with Valentunas. I think no. you really could have. You don't think so? No. Gasol is way more experienced. He's a defensive player of the year. Okay. What? All right. Well, yeah, but I don't, yeah, Toronto or the Heat are the ones I think could stop Giannis in the East. Other than that, I think he's going to make yeah. it. And then he's got a big hump for him to beat whoever comes out of West because they're going to be having to go through a lot of hurdles this year. It's either the Clippers or the Lakers he's going to have to go through, I think. I still got my hopes out for Portland, Dark Horse, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm but, like but realistically, Clippers. if you're looking at it now, I know what you're saying. Lakers, Clippers, yeah. But we know that the Trailblazers, you know. It's anybody's game with the bubble. It really is. Well, to an extent. <laughs> to an extent. I mean, there's about, I think it goes from where it was three teams to maybe six now when you open it with the bubble. See, this, see, the thing is, I was watching the highlights of the Magic against the Clippers, and it was close until the fourth, and then the Magic ended up losing by, like, what, 15? Yeah. Yeah, the clip PG was hot today. And Kawhi was hitting his shots. Well, they didn't even up. have Harold, though. That's the thing. There was no yeah. Harold. He's out right now because he had to leave the bubble for some. And they still won by, like... That's the Magic. Point. It's The Magic's, like, the second-worst team that's going to be in the tournament, I think. I know. So you can't really judge that. I need to see them against. Now, if they put down the Lakers for the first seeding game, then we can talk a little bit more about. Uh, no, that's not. That's no. I'm sorry, that's not happening. You don't think it's happening? What the Orlando, like Orlando? No, I'm talking about Clips. I'm saying if the Clips put down the Lakers first oh, game, then we yeah. could talk. But right now, it's just like, oh, they beat the Magic. It's like, yeah. Haven't the Lakers? I mean, the Clippers beat the Lakers every time they played this season. Nah, that last week, that's what's really pushing LeBron for MVP, is that last week the Lakers beat the Clippers and the Bucks. And oh, the yeah, last... cool. LeBron for one week and Giannis for a whole year. Yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, that's why That's why I have Giannis as MVP. That's why I got Giannis. Same. No, no argument here. <laughs> there's not much of an argument. Some people think there is, but there's not. All right, well, that's that's going to be it for this week. I'd like to thank everybody who's made it this far. If you're on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. And if you're, if you're not, if you're listening on one of the podcast services, thanks for watching. This has been another episode.